Hello. And welcome. Hello. To the Oh, hi. Oh, <laughs> welcome to the, no, you're, it's okay. You're good. I promise. Welcome to the, this is Dizzing My Ability podcast. I am your host, Ken Meeker. My guest today is somebody who I first met as part of a, uh, a fellowship through the uh, American Foundation for the Blind or AFB. Um, they have a blind leaders development program in both of us. You're also a fellow, correct? That's correct. Yes. Okay. So we, yeah, we're both fellows and we're both about to graduate here in August this year. I had the pleasure of actually meeting in person a little earlier this year in D.C. at the um, AFB National Leadership Conference. With that, I'd like to introduce my guest today, Aaron Linson. Hi. <laughs> Again. <laughs> and, and, and if you would, uh, if you could just say, you know, uh, say hi, introduce yourself to yeah. the world and let uh, let anyone who's listening know, um, you know, a little about you and a little about your disability and how it affects you sort of on a day to day basis. Sure, sure. So as Kent said, my name is Aaron Linson. I am uh, a recruiter for Amazon Web Services in my professional life. And I am, I, I call myself blind because that's what I am. I have retinopathy of prematurity, uh, which means that I was born four months premature, weighed one to pound and eight ounces, couldn't really fit in the palm of your hand. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Due to that, my uh, mom said that the doctors told her that I would be a 99% chance of being a vegetable. Uh, and that obviously didn't happen. Mm -hmm. you don't, yeah, you don't look like a zucchini to me. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Which I am I am uh glad of. But you know, I think and know that you know that is a miracle within itself. You know, being I'll just say it, being thirty-two now, um, you know, I, I when people when I tell people they're like, Wow, that that's really amazing and it and it truly, truly is. But my disability affects me in a lot of ways. So I can only see sometimes a foot in front of my face. And that has gotten worse as time has gotten on. So I could see 20 over 200 from, well, from when I remember. So probably about four or five, I remember being able to see pretty good until February 14th of 2018. I just noticed that I couldn't see as well. Um, so went to the ophthalmologist that went down to 20 or 400, which people don't know what that is. The scale, what you see at 20 feet, I could see at 400 feet and vice versa when I could see 20 over 200. Mm -hmm. 20 over 200, you know, it was pretty good. I learned um, how to use a cane, how to read Braille. Uh, I actually forced my uh, school of the blind to teach me Braille because they were not going to teach me. Said that I could read large print and that would be totally fine. Um, that was, and that was at, from the school. The, like the, the yeah, that school. was from the oh, wow. blind school. That was oh, wow. from the blind school. And so, uh, yeah, that was my first advocacy lesson there. But also in 2018, I had a cataract that moved up into the vision, my central vision, um, but also have, and I've never heard of this, but it's tear duct tearing where there will be a film that goes over all the eye and what's being able to be seen out of it. And it's something that doesn't start 
until the light comes in to the pupil. So it's, there's also light sensitivity on top of that as well. Uh, so wow. it's, it's a pretty, <laughs> pretty fun, fun and interesting, interesting ride. If, if you, if I do say so myself. Yeah, I'm sure. So uh, I didn't know that. So I, in 2008, it's funny how we remember dates, isn't it? Like yeah. I know mine when I, when my vision was gone was July 4th, 2014, you know, I mean, it's hard to forget July 4th, but it's like, we remember those right. dates. It, it's, it, it's, I think that's pretty um, interesting how we can, you know, recall those unfortunate days of, Oh, I don't get to see anymore. Um, <laughs> right. Right. So, um, so uh, I just want to, you know, anybody listening out there prior to my guest coming on, I send them a quick questionnaire um, where I just ask them a few basic questions. And so take a look at it. It helps me prepare and stuff like that, even if it's mm-hmm. somebody I know, but um, on yours, I, I couldn't, I had to chuckle just a little bit, but, and now it actually, it makes a little bit more sense to me, but um one of the questions I asked the, um, you know, about how disability affects you. And one of the answers, your answers was not being able to see a foot in front of my face. And so I'm literally thinking a foot, like a foot. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, we could see how that would be unfortunate. Right. Tying shoes and, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and I, I, and, and so now I get it. And it's like, Oh, literally a foot in front of your face. And so I was like, but I laughed not but because i could relate to that <laughs> i mean mm-hmm. it's like yeah, I yeah. Got, you know sometimes like i can't see it you know things that are right in front of my face half the time too mm-hmm. so yeah it's uh, right it's it it, it either way it's it, it, it's 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 also kind of true but but back getting back to that so if you could talk about like what's it like for you know for people that are sighted it's, it's you know it, it's often difficult to sort of convey what it's like um, especially like, you know, cause I have a little bit of usable site and sometimes that doesn't play to my advantage because most, I don't see most things. I'm a good guesser sometimes, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, if you, if you could share like some of the, you know, how does it affect, you know, like, how do you have, you had to modify, you know, cause you went from having, you know, some usable vision mm-hmm. and, you know, it was kind of a great, um, some of the stuff that you day-to-day basis that you do, you know, obviously you take on Braille, but just in terms of mm-hmm. uh, what's different, what, what have you, you know, what have the most significant changes uh, been in your sort of day-to-day life? Sure. So the most significant changes, obviously in terms of seeing, so 20 over 200, it's pretty good. You know, I could have walked around without a cane, but I, my mom basically told me, look, you're going to be as independent as possible and i'm going to push you to do things that you don't want to do get over it and just do it and i'm glad that she did yeah because i was then exposed to a cane i was going around across the streets and and intersections and stuff at five six years old thanks to my mobility instructor because she had the same mindset as my mom did so it, it helped out to to my advantage and also their advantage as well but uh, you know, I could I could have walked around without a cane uh, with twenty over two hundred vision, and I knew people at the school for blind that did. But I got so used to it, and it was such a part of my life that trying to go without it scared me. So I'd never have, and that's one thing it, 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 that I tell people who are newly blinded or people who are just learning. learning it's it's. It's your eyes, so you mm-hmm. have to use that. She's going to kill me, but a friend of ours who actually went to the conference as well 
it was her first time using a cane and she would tell me that it was changing her life and I still talk to her to today and she said it's the most uh, awesome thing that she has ever had. I, I remember that. I remember, you know, yeah. um, I didn't realize, you know, that, you know, cause I, we all went to dinner that, that first night and mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know that she had never used a cane before until, yeah. until later. And I was like, Oh my God, that's, I was like, wow, that's, that's incredible. Now that you mentioned it, like, so something that I know I've encountered and I, I, I imagine you probably have too, is people feel often if with the use of a cane, they feel a mm -hmm. stigma like yes. that everybody's looking at you. And, and my answer to that is they probably are because you're probably the first person that who's yes. that with a cane that they've ever seen. Right. Um, and so right. it's not that they're staring at you because they're like, ah, ha, ha, there's the blind person. They've just right. literally never seen it in person before. And so there's a curiosity factor. I think I see, I've always kind of viewed as it as an opportunity to, mm -hmm. to open up people's minds to yes. how awesome using a cane actually can be. I can, right. if, if the power, if the power goes, if, if it's dark, I'm good. And right. People exactly. that are completely exactly. reliant on their sight are not, you know? Right. Exactly. Um, but it's so, that social model of disability, right? It's, yeah. it's okay. If the power went out today, or if, you know, if the lights went out in whatever place, you could get around just fine where I can guarantee you about 85 to about 90 percent of the people in that building would be screwed yeah. to be quite honest with you yeah. and they would be looking for to you mm -hmm. for guidance yeah and, and then exactly it's it's a superpower yeah. it's it's not something yeah, it to feel any it sense is. of shame about it's not and, and i'm so glad that your mom pushed you to do that <laughs> to, to learn the, <laughs> yeah. because you yeah. know I, i'll be honest i don't always use one and, you know, if I'm in a, an environment that I'm very familiar with and it's light outside, I, I you know, I have it with me, but I don't necessarily always have it, have it out. Right. But, um, right. It's a tool and mm -hmm. I use every single tool that I need in order to keep me safe, in order to keep me, Correct. you know, you know, so it's like, don't, you know, people feel like, ah, the people are going to, they're going to look at me. They're going to look at you mm -hmm. anyway. Anyway, you know, right. there's see. something wrong with you, <laughs> but they're not, they know something's it. wrong. Yeah, but they're right. not going to think something's wrong. They're, they're just, just curious. Gonna, they're, yeah, exactly. It's a curiosity factor. And that's and, okay. Yeah. There's nothing yeah, wrong. Yeah, and this is that. why there's not. And this is why I love kids a lot because they'll just come out and ask it. Yeah, and it's great. And parents, <laughs> parents, yeah, parents are like, no, don't, don't. Like, and, and I have the thing, I was like, if you're not going to, I can't see you enough to begin with. So if you're not going to speak up, then I'm not going to know. But kids, they just blurt it out. And it's mm -hmm. like, I love kids because then they are, you're able to talk to them about it and you're able to push that barrier back to the, oh, I met this this blind adult and here's what he told me about his cane or whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's that person's first or that kid's first experience. I always think about it as what I want that to be my kid's first experience. How would I want yeah. my kid's first experience to be like? Yeah. And like, and I yeah. don't know if you've had a similar experience, but like with kids, like they, my experience far, by far has been that they think it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's They're for like, certain. Yeah. You can get around with your eyes closed. Cool. You know, yep. like kids are, you know, yeah. I, kids are great. I, I agree. They are. To go back to the actual, to your regular question. So I actually, when I did lose more of the vision, so I knew how to 
primarily use a screen reader because I taught uh, blind kids in high school at the School for the Blinds. But I mainly use magnification software, software that blew the screen up to where I needed it. And I was about at uh, anywhere from four to six X, which that blows it, the screen up a bit, but not enough to where you have to kind of, it, it takes more effort than it does to just use a screen reader. Yeah. Well, I noticed that 20 over 400 and having the other issues, the cataract and the um, tear duct tearing, at the time I didn't know what, what that was, it, but I, so I thought it was a glaucoma. But it wasn't. Turned out to not be that. I got to the point where I did magnify the entire screen all the way to the maximum that the software could go. That's it. That's a lot. That's like twenty times. Isn't yeah. It? Most of them. Yeah. yeah that's that's most of them. Yeah. And and by doing that, my work was being impeded. It took me a while to realize that. Because I didn't want to be one of those people that relied on a screen reader. I, I just I just didn't want to be. But I found out that I, I basically was thinking about it to myself. And I said, okay, if this is the way it's going to be and there's no, there's no cure for it, there's nothing that I can do to make it better, uh, then I'm just going to go full in on it. I took the mouse off the computer. I took the monitor off the computer and I learned how to use my screen reader in more advanced ways than I had never thought possible. And I, and I taught people how to do it. So I knew what, how to do it, but I never sat down and did it myself. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's, that's awesome. Faster. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's, I tell people yeah. all the time, keyboard, if you want to learn, like if you want to be fast on a computer side or not, you know, it doesn't matter. Get right. rid of your mouse and learn keyboard commands. If you yep. want to be fast on a computer, that's the first thing you do. I I don't know why why they're not more popular. They make you so much more efficient. And it's like I use a screen reader to proofread, you know, because I write mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. having it read it back. It, I, you, it's it. There, I don't know why everybody doesn't things. use one. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, exactly. You, you can't. So you pick up things. things. Yeah, you do. But they're fantastic. And, they're fantastic. and it's like you can tell. Like it's, it, I tell people, okay, like think of all the phishing scams and all that, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. We know if a link is good or not because we can hear it. Yeah. You guys aren't looking at, are looking at it and trying to figure it out. We can look at it and know what's going on and understand it because we can read it faster. Yeah, and it you and know, it's, I, it, it it doesn't come up as a as a as exactly. a correct as a as a link that right. you're going to click. So it's like, nope, mm -hmm. exactly. no, thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's there, there, there. I, it's, I think it, it all kind of goes back to stigma, you know, and, you know, we put these labels on ourselves like, ah, this make you know, that, that sense of otherness or right. it, that difference is bad. No, -uh. the fact that I know my keyboard commands makes me yep. suit a lot faster than most people on a computer where they're yep. with their mouse trying to click around and do yeah. stuff. I can get around a lot faster. Exactly. Um, and so one thing that you mentioned and you've talked, you've kind of mm -hmm. touched on it with, you know, the use of a cane and stuff is you mentioned uh, the importance of knowing your environment and how important yes. that is. And to know, you know, like knowing the right direction when you're traveling and getting around. So um, can you talk maybe about some of the challenges that, um, you know, that you have faced and, you know, how the white, how your white cane or any other type of mobility devices have, um, have really you know, benefited your, the ability to travel and to get around and knowing your environment and how 
you've sort of adapted to to to, to seeing the world without sight differently. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, sure. So you know, it, the biggest thing is to not be afraid of going out because I know a lot of people, and I see this on Facebook a lot uh, with some of the groups that I'm on. You know, I'm I'm newly blinded, or I I haven't traveled in a while, and I'm afraid of going out. Well, that's when you just have to not be afraid of that. What is fear? It's things that are are appearing real that are not real. Mm-hmm. See, if you do it afraid, you're going to get better at it the next time. Mm-hmm. And yes, technology has helped out a lot. But even if you just go around the block in your home or your apartment or wherever it will take time but technology has helped out a lot to the point where it gets you pretty much and tells you on applications with specific applications that are designed for vision impaired and blind pedestrians the street names street crossings upcoming streets it'll guide you with directions and you can so you can kind of get an idea of what's going on or what's around. But then there's also visual aid interpretation services uh, like Ira and Be My Eyes that can get you to that 50 feet next to the door or I- even inside the place and get you to where you need to be and what you want, what you're looking for. For instance, if you're going into Walgreens, you need something specific, you can pull up Ira and say, hey, I'm looking for this. And I think it's over to the left of me and to the right. Uh, can you make sure it's where I think it is? And if not, can we go search and find it? And that's something that that really helps. But then I'll just say as well that sometimes you've been doing O&M for a while and you think <laughs> you think that you're too good uh, you're too good for your own self and you end up uh let's just (laughs) let's just say in the median of a street uh, of a yeah of a street and you don't know it which has happened to me one time Mm -hmm. uh and i just i thought okay i know where i'm at i don't need i already get back and i ended up in the median of the street thank god there's somebody there um to get me back to the sidewalk and so, so you're, sometimes you should just have tools and use them, even though if you think you're, you don't need it, because it will end up that you should have used it way to before begin getting yeah. out of it. Yeah. With, right? So O&M, for um, anybody that doesn't know, is orientation and mobility. Yes. Um, and so, but no, you, you, you hit on a really good thing, you know, point there is like, and you said overconfidence. Well, it's not confidence. It's like, yes. oh, wait, I don't need this. I'm, I'm, I'm good. But, Mm -hmm. eh, you know, you need we need these tools for a reason, you know, and and it's not like we get better. It's not like our sight is, you know, you can be, you know, right. um, And the the confidence and the skills are there. It's like, you know, I've done this. I've done this four or five times. I don't need to do it. Well, you should just have it just to be safe. Yeah, you you never know. Be safe. You know, you don't want to put yourself in, you know, it's not that you. And I'm or glad others you can laugh about it. Yeah, or others in danger. You don't want to, you know, I'm glad you can laugh about it now, but yeah. Um, you know, the thing is, is 
we have to be do the things that are in our and this applies to everybody you do what's you know going to keep you safe and keep you you know healthy and out of danger and you know right. we have these tools for a reason and to not use them at a disadvantage you know if you have arthritis correct use use, a, use an electric can opener you know i mean be mm-hmm. don't sit there and try to fidget with the be your own you know best friend and do use the tools that right. are available don't i think uh something that i i think we can be stubborn and be like, nah, I can do it this way because I want to do it. And we're making our lives more difficult. <laughs> uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> well, and I and that? I heard I heard somebody from a podcast that I listened to, he's blind himself and has his has a his own network. He said accepting sighted help is not a being dependent. No, not accepting not at all. It, not accepting it is is you are being uh, you're not being independent by not accepting it. No, you're, <laughs> you yeah, know, you're not. Being exactly. And yeah, yeah. And I, and I thought about that. And I was like, you know what? He's right. He he's truly right. If you have a sighted person or uh, can use one of these visual uh, uh, description uh, applications, as I like to call them, use it. Because it, number one, if you're using Ira, which is a, a I, I call it more advanced because you can do a little <laughs> bit more more things with with them with the agents. Um, you're paying for the service anyways in terms of IRA, so why not use it? Yeah, I, I agree. You it's know? like you know we all need to do what's you know use the tools and the things that are available that are you know that are going to serve us best, um, and to 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 be stubborn and be like no nah, I don't need that because I, again I go back to that sense of otherness there's nothing wrong with it there's you know it's it's we all have we are all different we all are you know and for people that have a disability or of of, of any kind whether it be intellectual mm-hmm. or physical or doesn't matter what we have to use to do accomplish our stuff whatever it is we need to do or use it it's there it's available you know I think that that's being comfortable to do that is, you know, is, is a space that I think, you know, I wish uh, more people could get there faster. Cause I know in my own case, yeah. I've got in my own way plenty of times. So you, you already mentioned a bit, you know, you got stuck on a median once, mm-hmm. but you said you had some interesting outcomes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I know for me, um, I, I can walk, I walk into stuff a lot, corners, displays, yeah. once, right. a, a, once an entire giant display of facial tissues that I knocked over at a store. What sort of, um, you know, interesting outcomes, quote unquote, have you had that you are comfortable sharing, of course? <laughs> sure, sure. So, you know, I've, I've done that, but it was with a, uh, it was with a, a big display of like, I think it was like candy bars or something. Oh. I, I, I think, um, I don't really <laughs> know. Just heard, just I just heard, crash. <laughs> right, exactly. I just heard the crash. I was like, oh, crap. Okay, fine. Um and, you know, and that stems from not using the cane or not paying attention or mm-hmm. you, you have your mind on something else or, or in my case, you're listening to a podcast and you're not really paying attention to what's going on. Yeah, um, but it's okay. It happens. But know? it's okay. It, yeah. it happens. It happens to, it happens to the side of people exactly. as well. Exactly. Um, and I so plenty no of side of people that run into stuff. Yeah. I know plenty of people <laughs> yeah. that run into things yeah. all the time. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're not the one that can't see. That's, you know, don't stop stealing my, stop stealing my jam. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> go get your own. That's exactly. my thing. That's go get your own. It's mine. Running into yeah. stuff is my thing. I get the bruises, you know, so. Right. Um, 
Yeah, so I think what, for me, like so some of the outcomes is, you know, not, <laughs> it, it can be, so, so being a, 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 a musician of playing various instruments that require your fingers to have build up calluses, sometimes I can read Braille incorrectly because I'm not really paying attention or there may be a dot that I'm just not feeling because I haven't let the calluses wear down just a little bit. And so sometimes I miss information on that and I'll have to say, look, you know, hey, I'm sorry, uh, I misread this correctly. Here's the correct information or whatever it is. Um, and, and that can be interpreted too with speech, uh, screen reader speech as well. Because sometimes, uh, you know, I know after a long day um, of listening to a screen reader, the last thing I want to do is listen to another screen reader, but I yeah. have no choice, yeah. you know. Um, so sometimes it can be mistranslations through text messages um, because I'm not paying attention because my ears are just too tired to listen. <laughs> um, and so I've had <laughs> some in interesting outcomes with that. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's just interactions with everyday people and not really understanding because they're using gestures or they're using hand signs or the biggest one, hey, come follow me. Or it's over there. That's my favorite. Or it's, yeah. Or it's my, over there. Where is that? Or pointing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Or over there. Yeah. That's pointing. Away. It's over there. It's yeah. over that way. Yeah. Um, that right. means absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. And what about like <laughs> to you? What about like? Like measurements, is that Yo. something that 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 it's like a foot or a quarter and a, a quarter inch or whatever? Yeah. To me, I don't care around the world. What the crap are you talking? <laughs> about? I have no idea. I got a, a D in geometry, man. I don't understand half that. I told my geometry teacher when I started. I said, "Look, if this isn't gonna fit in another box, I'm just gonna get another box till it fits." Yeah. She was like, "That's not the way it happens." Well. In that's how mind. it does for me. That's yeah. how it works. That's how it's going to work for me. You know, geometry is right. great, but I'm not planning on being an architect. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so you you've kind of touched on this already about you know um, you know what I think you said like not paying attention or or rushing mm. or something. But you also um, you you mentioned that it's okay, and I'm quoting here, to slow down and make sure mm -hmm. everything is how you want it, that you don't have to, I, I interpret that as, you don't have to have everything be perfect, and that it's okay, Correct. you know, you can slow down, and you don't have to rush, and I know um, that anytime I do that, I get, it winds up, you know, patience is probably the one of the biggest lessons <laughs> that I've learned, um, yes. you know, patient with myself, you know, first of all, and be, allowing right. myself to be patient, patient with others, and also with public transportation, um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, especially with public transportation. So what, did, especially. what do you mean by, by slow down? You know, is it, is it, uh, how do you, what, what, if you can kind of elaborate on, on what you meant by, by that? Sure. So it's it's slowing down and allowing yourself the time because, yes, we have a disability, but we're people, too. So we get rushed. We go to things. We do whatever we need to do. But then we don't allow ourselves the grace period to think about how our disability is going to affect 
what we're doing and make adjustments for that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm learning that in my own life, regardless if it's professional or if it's personal. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I, I can relate a lot, you know, you know that it's a, just a fact of life that, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. it, it takes me longer to do certain things just because right. it takes me longer. Um, mm-hmm. And that is okay. There's nothing wrong yes. with that. And so it's like, if I don't give myself the time that I need, I regret it. <laughs> and so right. and, yes. And yes. it's so important. I think that that's such a key. And I think everybody can benefit from that message of slow down. You don't have to, not, not everything is a marathon. Not everything is a, you know, not everything's a race. You know, what are you, right. what's, what's, what's on the other side? What are you racing to? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, just, just, I think everybody could benefit from slowing down a little bit and just pacing themselves and actually, you know, it, live in the moment and enjoy, you know, kind of where you're at instead of, you know, always right. thinking, you know, oh, I need to be there. I need to be better, you know, living constantly in, in a rush sort of, you know, sort of mindset. I think you don't tend to appreciate what's in front of you. And so I think that's, that's a great message, I think. So any... um nuggets of advice or any anything that you could throw out there to the world as a a lasting sort of nugget of advice from 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 Aaron that people can take with them sure if you're interested ask don't just don't just stare please <laughs> because i'm not I, i'm not going to know nobody with a dis, nobody with a visual disability is gonna know. I love that. Don't, and, okay. and, don't, don't just stare at. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it, it's just that's I guess one thing that frustrates me because I don't mind talking about my disability because I look at it, look at it as number one, I might be the only blind person in well in the state of Lexington, Kentucky that they're gonna know or they're gonna come in contact with. Number two, I have that ability to break down those barriers and break down those walls. And if I can do that for that one person, they're going to go and say that to multiple people. Yeah. And it, that change starts, right? Yeah. So, but if you're not going, if you're curious and, and you know, don't, don't ask because you're going to, you, you're worried about offending me. You're worried about uh, not asking the right question. It, it doesn't matter to me. Some people, may act like that and i feel sorry for those people because they're not mean you know as long as they're (laughs) right right but i'm saying like people with disabilities i've i've met some people with disability who are mad at the world because because you know that i shouldn't be like this well guess what (laughs) it happened yeah you are so honestly get over it and do what you need to do learn from it and become better for it yeah, but it, it's no place to live they, in anger. Yeah. It, it is. It, it's not. And, and that just destroys you and your interactions with people. And so, you know, don't act, don't, if you meet one person with a disability and they're angry and mad at the world and they're, they, they seem to be mad at you, they're not, they're mad at their situation. But don't take mm-hmm. that as, Every person with a disability is going to be that way because I can guarantee you that a lot of people aren't. Oh, heck no. I would say the vast majority, I think, are, I think, you know, we have superpowers. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't this ever view true. disability as a disadvantage. 
it we have to do things differently but that is different does not mean bad it doesn't mean that um you know it's just how we do things is different um and that's okay yeah and it's the it, removing that sense of shame and that sense of oh well i we are all different you know every single person out there in this world is it is different and we all have differences and some some are just a little more extreme you know right <laughs> you yes. know like yes, in the exactly. case of you know to having disability it's, ours are just a little more extreme sometimes mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean we're not capable and we can't and we we shouldn't be right you know, um but i i love that you know don't just stare ask right. um yeah, yeah that's yeah. so true um so with that i want to thank you so much for um coming on as my guest um and today and um, being so open and honest and you know positive and um sure. and, and all that and um be, you know because i think you know especially about the with the white cane i think that that's such a misunderstood mm -hmm. thing and yes um and it there's nothing wrong with it use it it's a it's a tool use it um and so with that, mm -hmm. I want to thank everyone who has um, tuned in and uh, remember new episodes come out every single week. So please tune in, subscribe. And if you could, you know, tell other people, share it. This is the uh, Dissing My Ability podcast. I'm your host, Ken Meeker. And please remember, in the words of Aaron, to slow down, <laughs> but also to be kind.